So a news update for March the 23rd, 2023, on this Thursday morning I edition, hour number four today. heading okay. your way so no next. Michael Silva on the Freedom and Network, broadcasting AI on Sirius XM Radio, so and beaming to you all across so the interwebs on all clever players of podcasting platforms like Stitcher, Anchor.fm, Applecast, Pocketcast, Spotify.fm, and many, many more where you can find us. Just name a few. Just type in top headlines, national and international news stories. Hour number four, heading your way next. China and Russia forming a partnership. Putin and Xi forming an alliance. And really overturning the geopolitical structure where the West is the most influential and impactful, those days are, I mean, March again, I say my number one reason for supporting Trump still, despite his ridiculous ego and narcissism and the mistakes he's made, is that there's just not another man, I don't think, right now that can get us back on track geopolitically with our international friends or adversaries I think Donald Trump is the only person that can do that right now. And I mean, we've been devastated geopolitically, folks. It's bad. And it's not just that the whole world knows Biden is corrupt. That's one thing. Probably most world leaders are corrupt. Biden doesn't even show up to work. And if he can show up, he can't think, he can't talk, and he poops his pants. And if they send in a surrogate, it's Kamala Harris or Anthony Blinken or Jake Sullivan or John Kirby, or Corrine Jean-Pierre, who are equally as big of a clown show. So it's just like, we really don't even exist. No, the biggest story is what's going on between China and Russia, and what China just did, brokering a peace deal between the Sunnis and the Shiites. And now China and Putin are saying, we're going to do a bunch of things that, that should have been done decades ago that we're finally going to do as, as world leaders. Because the West's leaders, their mission has been war wokeism. and globalism and, and population control. Now, I'm not saying China and Russia aren't going to have elements of that in their new partnership, in their new plan for world domination. I'm sure they will. But the point is that the West and its influence in the world, which at one point was the greatest thing that has ever happened in human history in the news update for with the free market 23 and industrialization and the idea of self-governance morning edition but see comma, it's been a long time period. hasn't it sure we we might put up we might put out some inventions as a products they don't get built here today's top headlines as well as they don't get built here and so now russia and china and are about to expand bricks and just as we told you right here on this show, bring in Saudi Arabia, bring in South American countries. It's the end of the petrodollar. The dollar's going to collapse. The banks are going to collapse. And, 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 and Joe Biden is, for all intents and purposes, already collapsed behind the resolute desk. And so he's not going to be answering the door or the phone. He's not there. So there's been a lot of highlights. We've been covering them right here on the War Room and at InfoWars and Band.video from Putin and Xi meeting 
And uh, one of their final moments here, um, I, I believe I'm going to have to read from the captions on this video, if I'm not mistaken. So here is um, some of the final moments between Putin and Xi and uh, what they were discussing. Go ahead and roll clip five. Change is coming that hasn't happened in 100 years, and we are driving this change together. What are they talking about, I wonder? I agree, says she. Please, take care, dear friend. Have a safe journey, says Vladimir Putin. And there he goes. Folks, You know, it's real difficult to properly dissect this. I think only in time will we truly understand what the ramifications of this are and what the ramifications of China ushering in a peace deal between the Shiites and the Sunnis. China touts Saudi-Iran deal as new hope for Middle East peace. The Chinese broker diplomatic deal between the two major Middle East powers, Iran and Saudi Arabia, has breathed new life into the hopes for the resolution of regional conflicts while registering China as the leader conciliator on the global stage. So, I mean, what's the deal? Why is Joe Biden a disappearing act? Is it really because he is 100 years old and just can't do the job physically? Yeah. Or have the Chinese said, Joe, you're going to be sitting this one out Xi Jinping's going to become the new leader of the world. You just sit on the sidelines and suck on a binky. March 23. We're going to get peace deals done. And don't be surprised to the chagrin of Joe Biden if China is able to get a peace deal in Ukraine either. The pace is now. That's how that's going to go down. Because, I mean, look, at this point, Zelensky... I, I, I don't know what Zelensky's out is anymore. Uh, I mean, he can try to escape to Europe. But then that would prove what a weak leader he is. He's so, I mean, 20, he's got to take a deal. And it's really simple. And it's going to be it's going to be even more pathetic if the deal goes down and all Zelensky does is agree not to enter NATO and not put certain weapons aimed against Russia on its land. Do you know what an embarrassment that's going to be for Joe Biden? I mean, for Zelensky, you could say it's an embarrassment too, but it might be his only out. And he's got to have peace. I mean, Ukraine is being devastated. Devastated. That's top headlines, national and international. And actually, here's our number. The whole plan for BlackRock to come in and rebuild Ukraine ain't going so swimmingly either, because Russia is already in there rebuilding it themselves. And now that they've got a partnership with China. You don't think China's going to be helping in that endeavor? Who wants to build a, a highway all across the Eastern Hemisphere through Ukraine to become the global leader in trade and exporting and importing? So is Joe Biden just asleep at the wheel because he's Joe Biden? Or is he 
has he been hit with the sedative by the Chinese communists because they own him. This is the real big news, folks. And I just have been telling you this is going to happen for a year now, and so I, I don't even feel like I should try to explain it to you, everything that's gone on. I've been explaining it to you for a year. Now we've just hit the point where it's all going down. Make sure you're okay. We don't even have a... We might have a seat at the table. Joe Biden hasn't been in it. It's dusty. The plate is dusty. Nobody's touched the water. The, the, the chair is dusty. Nobody sat there. It's supposed to be Biden, and he's supposed to be getting involved in this. I mean, again, it's like... Does the media not understand what's about to happen here with, with this new China-Russia partnership? They're going to control the oil industry. The U.S. doesn't even make energy anymore. We're, we're, not even, we're not even getting oil anymore. We don't even get oil. We don't even get coal. We don't get natural gas. We get nothing. We're getting shut off. And China and Russia are about to be like, yeah, all the energy is ours. Even in the face of Joe Biden blowing up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, it's like it, it, they're not even blinking. And that's costing Russia a billion dollars a day in gas exports. So now you're going to have Saudi Arabia, China, Russia, and all the other BRICS countries. And then more will join. And, and it's just going to be like, where's the U.S.? Where's the U.S.? Where's Joe Biden? Uh, he's telling everybody he's Persian. Uh, he's saying, I ain't lying. I ain't kidding. I'm serious. No, I'm for real. That's how you know he's lying. That's how old timers are. No comment from the so White House. Like and that, and, 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 and they like won't that. even take a question know what from about. a reporter who might ask a real question. You, you remember, <laughs> we remember Jim Acosta, don't we, guys? Remember the days of Jim Acosta heckling Donald Trump, harassing Kaylee McEnany? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Remember, remember, remember that? From, from that little weasel, Jim Acosta? His job was to go in there and harass the Trump administration. And he did a good job of it. Let's give him credit. And, and now a real journalist, not a, not, a little, not a little peasant puppet, not a little, not a little Jim Acosta, a little dweeb, a real journalist from Africa, Simon Atiba, cannot get a question at the White House. And then he stands up and says, hey, you haven't called on me in a month. What gives? And then all the Democrats in the press room, oh, my gosh, decorum. How
bail on metro trains amid horror of deadly drug overdoses and crime. You know, you could probably say that now about any public transit in any major city. So I, I can't imagine how what, 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 what it is now. I know what it was like. I mean, I, I remember as a kid, I'd go to Chicago, I'd go to New York, and you would take the subway. And, you know, there's some seedy people on there, maybe it's a little grungy, but you didn't feel like you were in danger. Not really the case anymore. Not really the case anymore. So what do you do? Do you arrest the criminals? Do you fund the police? Not a chance. Classical music used as a new crime deterrence in one L.A. metro station and may come to your next stop. Let's play some music. Let's play some classical music because nothing cheers up a metro ride with a homeless, delinquent drug addict taking a dump right in front of you like a little Beethoven. Nothing cheers.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Everything is about power, and you could always trace it back to the money. You say that all the time. Yeah. Follow you know, the money. It's, it's follow the money, follow the power, power at any cost. It's very hypocritical. You're talking about yourself. You're talking you know, about Democrats. The, the, the leading cause of death in children are guns. Yeah. 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 They're guns. Yeah. No. Abortion. I'm not supposed to be screaming, but they're guns. Yeah. Just not true. Drag not drag queen. No. Leave us alone. <laughs> so a drag queen, a drag queen rapes a kid, but that's that's better than a gun death. Distraction on purpose. So, so we should have drag queen story time. We don't know time. what to pay. We don't know what to pay attention to. You know, our justice system is convoluted. It's hard to understand on purpose. Let's be clear about that. Yeah. It's on purpose. You know, it was like when we were talking when we were talking about Roe Ro v. Wade that the word codified came up. So it goes on. They talk about the Civil War, but oh, don't don't talk about a national divorce. But Democrats go on TV and say we want a civil war with you because we can't kill our kids in the womb. Look, I don't watch The View for the same reason I don't eat out of the garbage. But I mean, there's a phenomenon here. You listen to the cast of The View. You you listen to that segment we played in the last segment. Everything they believe is wrong. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Everything they believe is wrong. It's just wrong. And, and you know what? You have every right to believe whatever you want to believe, and you have every right to live in a world that doesn't exist. The problem is when they take these worldviews that are inaccurate and wrong and then try to apply it towards policy that they want to dominate your life with. That's the problem. Oh, guns kill more kids than anything else on the on the planet. No, they don't. But he claims that, so he wants to take your gun, even though it's not true. I don't want to spend too much more time on that. It, it's just incredible. But can you imagine if a host of conservatives said, we're at civil war with Democrats. It'd be an uprising. They'd be calling for mass arrests. Marjorie Taylor Greene just says national divorce, and they call her, uh, you know, treasonous and all this other stuff. But they go on The View and talk about a civil war with Republicans. That's all good, man. They're going to come. The Democrats are going to find your little boy, and they're going to chop, chop. Yeah, it's not like this all over the planet. You ought to be grateful that you live in America where you can be a man and act like a fairy princess and get celebrated for it. Uganda passes a law making it a crime to identify as LGBTQ. Anybody moving to Uganda anytime soon? Uganda's parliament passed a law on Tuesday making it a crime to identify as LGBTQ, handing authorities broad powers to target gay Ugandans who already face legal discrimination and mob violence. How do we feel about that today? Well, in Minnesota, they're confused. Minnesota's first transgender lawmaker named one of USA Today's Women of the Year. <laughs> Sorry, they got men. We got men winning Woman of the Year. Oh. oh, my goodness. Brought to you by Democrats. Hi. Oh, hi. What's your name? I'm Stacy. Oh, hi, Stacy. I'm the Woman of the Year. Yeah. Would you like to touch my beard? Do you like my bulge? That's a that's a USA Today Woman of the Year bulge right there. And uh, they are targeting the children, folks. It's truly sick. And they sit here and they always make these jokes like, well, what about priests? What about priests? Yeah, we call out priests too. But uh, what about the liberal priests? They're infiltrating the system. Project Veritas. Placer Union High School District bans the landing spot. I mean, you know what that means. It's already a sexual reference. 
and Reverend Tenen, your your gay pastor, following Project Veritas investigation into sexualized grooming of minors. PUHSD does not condone the message shared in the video. As a result, starting immediately, neither the landing spot should have never been allowed, nor their representatives will be allowed on our campuses. And that's a pastor, a gay pastor, and the landing spot. Yeah, we had a strip club here in Austin called the Landing Strip. And uh, here is the video that Project Veritas got that resulted in this banning. I know we're like this close to having parents wreaking in my mind how communities thrive is through intergenerational relationships. So I and the older queer folks are mentoring these young folks. Have you talked to your kids about your have you considered blockers? How, how critical is it, do you think? Critical. To get them when they're young. Critical. We used to meet at the church because it was free kids would say they're going to youth group. We moved to the library because kids said they were meeting their friends at the library. So it's not lying, but it's not fully the truth. When they know that they're a queer kid, it's like a true Democrat for support, they're going to be upset. It's when you are purposely misgendering them, when you are purposely not using their name. How do you handle that? CPS. But that's your standard protocol. If we want these kids we to call CPS and, and we realize that we they have no problem with kids being shown porn, we called CPS and asked, and they said we can't comment on that. Wow. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. But the left is getting exposed. You hear somebody talking like that at dinner, you know that's a, that's that's a that's a predator. The great. Patrick Howley joins me now from nationalfile.com. Now, this was the story October 26th, 2020. You may remember that date. That's about a week before the election. Patrick Howley's headline, full release, Ashley Biden diary reveals child sex trauma, drug abuse, resentment for Joe, whistleblower, and he had the diary. This was about a week before the election. Now, of course, they came out and said, it's fake. It's fake. It's like the Hunter Biden laptop. It's Russian disinformation. Well, of course, Patrick knew that it was not fake. He had the diary. But now, U.S. District Court Special Master confirms that Project Veritas had actually confirmed the Ashley Biden diary was legitimate. Now, this was after Patrick Halley did, but that was the, uh, the, the chain of command there, if you will. Now, now, Patrick, I mean, you're not on here to do a victory lap, but... I mean, certainly a victory lap is warranted for you. Well, you know what, Owen? I've been vindicated yet again. I will take the Pulitzer Prize if Maggie Haberman wants to do the right thing and give hers back because she didn't deserve it. But, you know, actually, we have been in contact with Simon Ateba, the man who yells at the White House lady. And we have asked him to yell about the Ashley Biden diary at Jean-Pierre, the White House lady. So hopefully Simon will do that on behalf of America because we're all Simon Ateba yelling at the White House lady. The Ashley Biden diary is real. All of the mainstream media people didn't seem to care that Joe Biden's a pedophile, which he is. We know that. We know he's a pedophile, not only because of this, but because of other things. This is the voice of a victim named Ashley Biden. Ashley Biden personally confirmed in a phone call, as I always said, that this diary is accurate. It is her diary. It's true. So why are they trying to silence the voice of a victim? And also, let's think about this. Believe all women. How come Ashley Biden? Yeah. 
So Ashley Biden must be believed, Patrick. Ashley Biden should be believed. And, and how come Ashley Biden left this diary in a place where it was probably going to be found? How come Hunter Biden was so reckless with his laptop? What's this really is going crazy. On I'm here? not even kidding. Look, my hands are in the air. I just wrote that down. Give me a doc here. Hands are in the air. I swear to God. I just wrote that down. Biden's so reckless. That's literally what I was going to say to you next was, there it is right there. Biden's so reckless. Why are they so reckless? It's like they want to get caught. Are they trying? Are they blackmailing their dad? Are they trying to bring him down? What do you think is going on? Yeah, your your instinct is pretty um, pretty good, isn't it? Why is it that uh, this stuff was left around? Is Hunter Biden blackmailing his father? Yes, he is. We know that for a fact. Jack Maxey was getting followed around by the Chicoms when he was overseas. We, you know, Jack Maxey was the guy who helped get the uh, Hunter Biden laptop out there. Yes, Hunter Biden is blackmailing his father. But, you know, in Ashley Biden's case, she's a survivor who has been traumatized her entire life by Joe Biden's little daddy-daughter showers. She's been personally traumatized. So from her perspective, I don't think she's blackmailing him. I think she's a victim. And I think the mainstream media that has come after me and smeared me has been trying to silence the voice of a victim and try to put out, you know, 80 articles about how Patrick Howley is such a scumbag and such a bad guy. Meanwhile, conservative media has gone after me as well. And by the way, Project Veritas, which recently overthrew James O'Keefe, has declared war on me as well. Little Matthew Tierman on the board. Matthew Rat Tierman, he's a little ferret, he's a little rodent, he's like a little small animal, okay, has come after me for years because they didn't want this to get out. Conservative media didn't want this to get out. Conservative media wanted Biden to win. John Solomon, who's on Fox News, was the one sowing discord about me, saying, oh, I don't know about this. Oh, my sources in the intel community tell me this might be fake. John Solomon, are you kidding me? Fox News, let me tell you about Fox News. During the 2020 election, Fox News was working for a man named Danny O'Brien, who used to be Joe Biden's chief of staff. The head of government relations for Fox News' parent company, Danny O'Brien, who is actively campaigning for Joe Biden. Meanwhile, Arnon Mishkin, the little man for Fox News on the election desk who nobody had ever heard of, called Arizona with almost no votes cast. I warned the Trump team that this was going to happen, that the fix was in, and that conservative media was part of the fix. I've been vindicated yet again. That is a rant right there. And fully justified, uh, by the way. And I, you know what? I, I'm not going to comment on all that because we'll end up going off on a tangent that, that maybe someday we can go off on. But getting back to the diary and the situation with the Bidens, here's what's so incredible about this to me. And it went viral again this week. You may have seen the Hunter Biden photos. There's 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 tens of thousands of these photos. Drug use. Um, and, and I mean, look, I... I I'm not the one sharing these photos. I, quite frankly, even when they pop up on my timeline, I'm like, I, I don't even want to see them. But folks, we're, we're, we're talking about with these photos, what appears to be the allegations are Hunter Biden with minors and including the minors of family members of other politicians in sex acts and, and, and using drugs. And so this is all on Hunter Biden's laptop. And so it's like, what is going on here? What, what, what is going, why, why is Hunter Biden documenting all of his sexual drug-fueled exploits with what appear to be family members or, or minors or even family members of other politicians? Like, what is going on? Of course, the mainstream media ignores all of it. 
He's blackmailing his own father. Hunter Biden is linked up with the Chicoms through all his business dealings. You know who else he's linked up with? Hunter Biden worked as an unofficial lobbyist for Metabiota, the Ukraine biolab company. We know that the U.S. government has been putting biolabs in Ukraine for a long time. We know that George Soros has been involved in Ukraine for a long time. We know that uh, then-Senator Obama actually announced U.S. funding for a uh, biolab over there in Ukraine. Metabiota was a Ukraine biolab company. It was run by Nathan Wolf. You know who Nathan Wolf is? A partner of Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell, the daughter of Israeli spy Robert Maxwell. Okay, this is all interconnected. Hunter Biden is one of the most powerful people in the world right now because he's blackmailing his own family, using pornography to blackmail his own family. But so why put it out there? Why put the all his blackmail material out there? I mean, I'm sure he has more, but I mean, he just he's let it out. All of it. Because it's not all of it. It's not all of it. It's only some of it. And, uh, and, and, and you know, he's, he's pulling the strings, him and Soros. Him and Soros are pulling the strings on their mentally deficient, Hunter's mentally deficient father, who did the daddy-daughter showers with Ashley. Well, and I'm looking at this now, you know, I'm thinking yeah. to myself, now you got to wonder, Joe Biden, has he been a blackmailed entity his entire political career, you think? For a lot of it, for many years, I'm going to break some news right here on this show. Okay, Owen, here's some news that I'm going to break. It's going to go in national file shortly, but I'm going to break it here first. Thomas J. Curry is a recently retired partner for the Boston law firm Nutter, McLennan and Fish. Thomas J. Curry was appointed by Barack Obama during the Obama-Biden administration to be comptroller of the currency. He directly employs and has worked on the COVID task firm at this law firm with uh, Jeffrey Roberts. You know who Jeffrey Roberts is? Jeffrey Roberts, according to documents, is the manager of Granite Reality LLC, which actually owned the house that Ghislaine Maxwell was living in in New Hampshire when she was trying to evade the feds. So when Ghislaine Maxwell was hiding out, okay, there was this anonymous LLC that paid for the house in cash in New Hampshire. The documented point of contact manager of this is a guy named Jeffrey Roberts who was working directly for Thomas J. Curry, a top Obama banking official. Why were the powers that be hiding Ghislaine Maxwell? Why were the powers that be harboring Ghislaine Maxwell? That's a new scoop right here on this show. And it's going to go huge tomorrow. Okay? So we know that two of Ghislaine Maxwell's nephews worked for the Obama-Biden people, including in Hillary Clinton's State Department and including in the White House. Okay, we know that Ghislaine Maxwell is the daughter of an Israeli spy. We know that Ari Ben Menashe and even Rolling Stone has confirmed that Jeffrey Epstein was working for the nation state of Israel. And shout out to Kim Iverson, who confronted Alan Dershowitz about the Mossad theory. And Alan he Dershowitz didn't like got that. Very, very... He did not oh, like, he didn't that. like that. Let's, let's, no. let's carry this conversation on the other side of this break. Yeah, that Kim Iverson, big tip of the cap to her for that. But this is Patrick Alley breaking huge news here. Patrick Alley with us from nationalfile.com. He broke the story of Ashley Biden's diary now confirmed by a U.S. district court, even though they said, oh, fake news, fake news. Even conservatives saying it was fake news, trying to snuff Patrick Alley out from the media landscape. Not right here. No way. We ain't, we, we're, no, no way we're not snuffing Patrick Alley out. And I agree, actually that all the award winners, the Pulitzer Prize award winners who got awards for covering Trump Russia should probably just give you their awards. But Patrick, 
you're not concerned about that. You're breaking new news. You're breaking, you're scooping us right now. Your story is going to be published on National File in mere hours. Break this news one more time for the audience. Thank you, Owen. First of all, I want to thank Alex Jones, who did a special emergency broadcast during the election with me about the Ashley Biden diary while John Solomon was going around basically shilling for Biden, saying, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this holy guy, right? Give me a break. Alex Jones is the true freedom fighter, and I love you, and I love everybody here on InfoWars. Here's the news, Owen. Thomas J. Curry, he's an Obama appointee. He was the comptroller of the currency for the Obama-Biden people. Obama nominated him in 2012. He was confirmed by the Senate. He's a recently retired partner for the Boston law firm Nutter, McLennan, and Fish. You know who directly works under him, including on the law firm, on the law firm's COVID task force? Is a no-name lawyer, an absolute no-name lawyer named Jeffrey Roberts, who is, according to documents, the manager, the point of contact, the person who is in charge of an anonymous LLC called Granite Reality LLC, which owned the house in New Hampshire, paid for it in cash that Ghislaine Maxwell was hiding in when she was arrested, okay? So that's an exclusive right here. And um, I have been following these people. I've been on these people's trail for years. Okay, anybody who doubts me, you're just wrong because you know what? I've been on Ghislaine Maxwell. I've been on Jeffrey Epstein. I've been on these people and their links to Obama and their links to Biden and their links to the network of power and this network of satanic blackmail. And by the way, today is 322, Owen, which is the Skull and Bones big holiday where they do all their little satanic uh, you know, rituals. That's their big day, right? And I pray for the family of Geronimo. They have Geronimo skull. I pray for the family of Martin Van Buren, who is Andrew, Jan Andrew Jackson's vice president. Reportedly, evidently, they have his skull. They have his bones. Who knows what they're doing on 322, but that's their big day, right? So pray extra hard. Pray for the family of Martin Van Buren. Pray, pray for the family of Geronimo to counteract their satanic spiritual energy. These people have blackmailed our politicians. They're in control, but they're not going to be in control for long. That's right. Well, amen to that, brother. Yes. And, you know, just along with the weirdness of it being 322, you know, okay, well, maybe Skull and Bones Day, they do arrest Donald Trump. And just another uh, weird anecdotal aside here, March 22nd is also National Donald Day. Today is literally National Donald Day. Uh, but, okay, aside from the weirdness. Now, re state these connections because it's 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 so it's kind of a little convoluted here we're talking about obama bankers lawyers an llc that owns a house that Ghislaine maxwell is is hiding in how, how is that even possible how is she even able to live at that house during all these uh, ongoing investigations well i will break it down for you exactly here here it is very clearly okay Jeffrey Epstein got into the whole network in the 70s managing, managing money for Edgar Bronfman, the father of Claire and Sarah Bronfman, who were running the Nexium satanic cult, the child trafficking cult, where they were bringing kids up over the southern border, giving them fake visas. They were doing satanic rituals at that cult. Okay? The Bronfmans are linked up with the Maxwells. The Maxwells are a longtime Mossad family. Robert Maxwell was an Israeli spy. 
Ghislaine Maxwell is the daughter of Robert Maxwell. She inherited that spy operation. She got linked up with Jeffrey Epstein, and they ran this blackmail operation on politicians, okay? Now, two of Ghislaine Maxwell's worked for the Obama-Biden people, including for the Hillary Clinton State Department working on Libya. It just so happens that Sarah Bronfman was about to be the first lady of Libya after Muammar Gaddafi's downfall, after they did a coup on him because Muammar Gaddafi wanted to go into the gold dinar, which the um, powers that be, the bankers, didn't like that, right? because they don't want anyone to have a sovereign currency, okay? So all of this is linked to banking, by the way. So when Ghislaine Maxwell was hiding out, she would, she needed to hide out in New Hampshire, okay? She needed to purchase this house using an anonymous LLC because she couldn't put her own name on it because the FBI was already on her trail, okay? So this guy named Jeffrey Roberts, who works for the Boston law firm of Nutter, McLennan, and Fish, He's a no-name lawyer, okay? He's the guy who put his name on this LLC for the documents so that she could buy her house and hide out in New Hampshire. This guy, Jeffrey Roberts, I have evidence of him directly working for a top Obama-Biden banking official, literally the comptroller of the currency who Obama appointed, a guy named Thomas J. Curry, okay? So this is yet another direct link between the Obama-Biden regime and of course, Obama's still in charge of Biden to some extent. I mean, Biden's out of it, right? So Obama's still very much in the mix, make no mistake. It's still the Obama-Biden regime, okay? And meanwhile, Ghislaine Maxwell was being harbored in New Hampshire until she was caught. So why are Obama and friends protecting Maxwell? Well, it's almost as though there's a satanic web of blackmail and power that controls all of the politicians, isn't it? Except for maybe a few of the um, insurgent politicians who have been trying to stand up to all of this. By the way, James Comer, you know, he put out some tweets uh, just recently where he's like, oh, the White House press secretary should should offer a, a correction or whatever. She should correct what she said. Correct. The guy's leading us into World War Three through Ukraine. OK, enough of this. It, Comer voted for Quisling McCarthy, okay? The Republicans are Quislings too. The Republicans and the Democrats in Washington, D.C. are both on board with this satanic nonsense. We need a real revolutionary to get in there and shake up the system. And if it's going to be President Donald Trump here on Donald Day, who comes back and does it and actually drains the swamp this time, then God bless him. I fought for President Donald Trump. I've proved that. Conservative media didn't fight at that time. I did. My life got ruined for it, but my life is not ruined. I'm here on InfoWars, and I'm not going anywhere. We're coming back. Man, you know, I just wish he would make it a lot easier to fight for him. But uh, I'll, I'll put that aside for now because uh, I, I, am, I am in agreement with you, um, mostly speaking there. And so now, you know, we're kind of at this precipice, and all this information is out there, and it's like, okay— do we have enough white hats inside the Department of Justice? Do we have enough white hats inside of the FBI? What about in Congress? Do people want to do the right thing? Where are we going to see the American renaissance and, and, and rejuvenation internally? Do you see that happening or does the system just have to collapse and we the people just survive? The system has to collapse. Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert recently did a great thing where they held McCarthy hostage Four days, we didn't have a Speaker of the House. For four days, they couldn't steal our money and give it to Zelensky. 
right? The, the hack comedian who played piano with his penis. They couldn't give all of our money to Zelensky for four days because they shut it down. Fox News, Hannity, all the McCarthy shills, all the Republican shills came out against him. Mike Rogers with his little hairdo or his toupee going up and threatening and lunging at Gates and Bobert, right? Because they were so afraid that their scam was breaking down. Man, this, this Epstein thing goes deep. And we can talk more about it with my guest, Patrick Howley from nationalfile.com. And I know that this is stating the obvious here, but you know what? I'm going to hit the wide open layup. Why wouldn't I? I'm not going to run backwards and throw up a fadeaway three. Let's make the, let's make the wide open slam dunk here, Patrick. Now, if you had revealed Ivanka Trump's diary, and let's say in Ivanka Trump's diary, it said, when I was a girl, I had, quote, inappropriate showers with my father, end quote. How do you think that story would have been covered by the media? I think I would have about five Pulitzer Prizes right now. Yeah? Probably. You, you think they'd pick that one up, covered on CNN? I think it would probably be on CNN, just a hunch. I think they maybe even, they might even call Donald a pedophile. Oh, yeah. They probably would. Interesting, but... I guess since it's Joe Biden, they're just not going to touch it, even though it's confirmed by a court, huh? Well, not only are they not going to touch it, but they're going to declare war on the, the person who put myself on the line in order to do this. And so, you know, the, the scenario here is very disturbing for the press. And I was so inspired to see Simon Ateba. It takes a reporter from Africa, I guess, to yell out, during the White House and say, this isn't China, okay? This isn't an authoritarian country. Um, and I, we have asked Simon and Tebbett to talk about the Ashley Biden diary the next time he yells. I encourage him to continue yelling, by the way. I love it. I'm all for it. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very disturbing thing when you see that the press is just working on behalf of the regime. You know, they bring them in and out with their little masks on, right? All right, time to go, guys. Like it's a little class field trip. Time oh, yeah, to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, all these congressmen, okay, they're on a perpetual corporate retreat, okay? They're constantly at the Raytheon corporate summit with free shrimp cocktails. Oh, uh, let's go to war uh, for Ukraine, okay? I mean, these guys don't have a thought in their head, Republican or Democrat. The congressmen are literally just corporate shills or foreign policy shills for corrupt interests, and they go around on a perpetual corporate retreat, and they get paid, and they get their little benefits, and oh, isn't this fun, right? There is almost nobody in the political class fighting for us, and that's why if there is a financial collapse, I think they're going to push for the central bank digital currency, but regardless, they're going to push for that anyway. We need to make sure that in the event of a financial collapse, we can actually rebuild, rise like a phoenix from the ashes of this failed system and protect the future. Because the young people, who, for all the hate that they take, for all the hate that the Zoomers take, oh, Generation Z, uh, you hear about that on Fox News all the time. They are some of the smartest, most compassionate, most Christian people who I have ever met, many of them. And you know what? There's going to be a new paradigm one way or another because this system is failing before our very eyes. Well, and I look at this stuff, you know, whether it's the central bank digital currencies, this 15-minute cities concept they want to have. And I think Patrick is still with us. We just lost his video, right, guys? So we, we've got a weird video thing, but Patrick's still with us. You know, I think, look, if you want to talk about this stuff, and if this is going to be a part of the future for human civilization, okay, we can have the conversation. But, but the conversation um, needs to go like this, Patrick. 
If you're going to put us into a central bank digital currency, it's not going to be connected to a social credit score. It's not going to be connected to a carbon credit score. No, it's going to work like our money does now. I should be able to exchange a, a, a dollar or whatever it is between parties without having the government watch or intervene. That should still be the case. Same thing. You want to do 15-minute cities? You want to build a wall city in Saudi Arabia and all this other stuff? Fine, go ahead and do it. Maybe you can have some good engineering innovation in the process. Maybe some energy innovation. Maybe we can learn how to get the highways moving again. But again, you're not going to lock us down. You're not going to keep all the food and all the water and all the energy in your 15-minute cities and then block out everybody else and force them in and then lock them in and then tell them they have to get a vaccine. So, hey, I I'm, a I'm not a Luddite. I I'm okay to have conversations about where the future of humanity is going, but let's be perfectly clear. Tyranny needs to be the enemy. And, and, and guarding ourselves against tyranny and big government tyranny needs to be the agenda when discussing these things. There's no hope in this current system. They're leading us to genocide. They're killing people with the clot shot. We've been saying it for years and we were right and it hurts me. It literally hurts me that I have family members who took that bioweapon death needle. It hurts me because the propaganda proved stronger than me in their eyes. It hurts me every single day, and that's what drives me. That's what drives me to call out these globalist demons and to make sure they can't have power over us anymore. And you know what? Their system is collapsing. You're seeing mass layoffs at BlackRock. You're seeing mass layoffs at Goldman Sachs. You're seeing layoffs at Microsoft. You're seeing the mid-sized banks begging the FDIC to, to bail out all of these deposits in the event of a financial collapse. The FDIC doesn't have that much money. They're already extended trying to bail out the Silicon Valley Bank, which was a big slush fund for the leftist Democrats. They don't have the money. Meanwhile, the taxpayer money is going to Ukraine to try to kill pro-Russia people.